Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have the immense honor of having Michelle Padgett joining us. Michelle is the CEO of the Miraculous Breakthrough Academy, an inspiring author and a passionate minister chosen by God to bring transformation, hope, and unconditional love through faith, forgiveness, and divine miracles. Having graduated from the prestigious Miracle Life Institute, founded by A.A. Allen, Michelle is both an ordained minister and a certified transformational life coach. With over 15 years of dedicated service in global ministries, she has touched lives worldwide. Despite overcoming years of domestic violence and abuse, Michelle has turned her pain into a powerful force for good. Her life mandate is to heal the brokenhearted and set people free through the demonstration of God's love. As a keynote speaker, Michelle's voice resonates hope and healing to a troubled world. Her impactful initiatives include organizing events, mission trips, and outreach projects in various countries, spreading the kingdom of heaven everywhere she goes. What is not mentioned here is a number of countries that she visits over her life. You never know where she is. She is. You just have to ask. <laughs> Michelle's ultimate goal is to help people from all walks of life discover their true identity and life purpose, empowering them to live victorious lives filled with purpose and fulfillment. Join her on this transformative journey of love, healing, and empowerment. Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Gemma. It's, it's an honor to be here with you. It's an honor to be here with your audience right now. Thank you so, so much. On Real Talk Real Women, we always start with our guest speaker's story. What is your story of overcoming abuse? What kind of abuse did you overcome in your life? Well, um, the abuse that I've overcome, I've actually overcome many different forms of abuse, uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, sexual abuse, and spiritual abuse. Um, so pretty much basically touches on every aspect of different forms of abuse uh, that there are that are out there. Oh, and narcissistic abuse. That's another big one, uh, which I believe that's going to touch a lot of your viewers. Um, they're probably going through um, narcissistic abuse and they don't even realize it. So, yeah, that, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah. So you actually know how hurt we can be and how deep we can go into desperation. Yes. Okay. Um, Domestic violence is one of the main topics. There is also a lot of others with health issues, depression, and all kinds of other things. But when it touches a deep emotional being that is always linked to all the other kind of abuse, it becomes extremely difficult to recognize God and to recognize our connection to the divine. What is your your bridge to bring them to God? Well, the, the thing is, is that what everybody's searching for is love. You know, if we could just understand 
what the difference is between the love of that what we've been taught as well as the difference between God's love. God's love is agape. Agape means unconditional, sacrificial love. It's a giving of oneself, uh, everything. It's just giving of yourself, sacrificing of oneself to, uh, to benefit another, to help another, and asking nothing in return. Um, that is agape love. And I think that that's, you know, basically like that's everything that we're, we are all searching for. But a lot of us didn't know how to find it. And so, you know, I like to say it like this. We go looking for love in all the wrong places, searching for love in too many faces, just like the song says, you know. And so we have to, you know, come back to ourself and realize self-love is very important and, and God's love. We have to have this first and this before we can give this out here. And for those who listen, this and this and this means what? Those who are not watching the video. I'm sorry, what did you say? For those who are not watching the video, what does this and this mean? When so cannot first would be your, your love, you're between the divine creator, which is God, our divine creator. And this means giving out to others. So we can't give to others what we don't have ourselves. So we must find the peace the love, the shalom inside ourselves in order where we can be able to give out to others freely. All right. And where does forgiveness come into play with oh, God's love? <laughs> forgiveness is actually one of the greatest gifts that we have been given. Um, you know, we don't realize it. And many times we go through life and we hold the pain, we hold the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, we hold the unforgiveness and all of it inside of us. And what happens is it festers inside the soul. And what we have to do is actually get the soul healed so that we can be made whole, so that we can learn to forgive and love others. I think forgiveness is the key is one of the greatest keys that we have, that when we take this key and we utilize this key, that we can not just transform our life, but we can transform the lives of others. I think that the greatest key indeed goes through forgiveness and love. I yeah. completely agree. And the greatest key is the title of this episode. It's just absolutely beautiful to turn it that way. What is your personal experience? At what moment in time, going through all kinds of abuse as you did, did you meet the gorgeous love of God and forgiveness of God? Well, you know, going through life, I didn't know what love was. Like I said, you know, um, uh, going through life, I had been molested, I had been raped, I had been gang raped. Um, you know, I went through a lot of abuse, like many of your viewers may have gone in. They may have been suffering in silence, and I was suffering in silence for many years. And so I went looking for love, somebody to love me, you know, anybody to love me that I could latch on to. And I think as women, sometimes we have that 
we we're, we tend to be that way. Men too sometimes, but not as much. But women tend to, you know, we become a very um, reliant upon um, other people, reliant upon a man. And um, so that's what it was for me. I didn't know my self-worth and uh, because of everything that I had been through. And so I went looking for love in different races, in different faces. And I was a, truthfully, to be honest with you, I like to say I was a glutton for punishment because you know how they say like you have that L on your forehead, you attract, so you attract what you put out. So if you put out, you're a victim, you're going to attract an abuser. And at that time, because I did not know my identity in Christ, that's what I attracted. I attracted men who had low self-esteem. I attracted men who were controlling and abusive. I attracted men who were extremely abusive because of the fact that I myself had low self-esteem. So therefore, I'm going to attract those who have low self-esteem. You know, they smell, they sense, they know when there's somebody who's vulnerable. And that's what it was for me. And it wasn't until I learned to discover my true identity in Christ, not, not, in, not in any man, not in a career, not even in the church, but when I personally discovered my own personal relationship, because that's what, that's what uh, Christianity and a journey of faith is actually all about. It's all about you discovering who you are and what you're created in life to do and to be in this world. And, you know, for the advancing of God's kingdom here on the earth. Wow. Okay, I understand that, and I think our audience understands that too. It's it's really it runs deep, and what I also notice in the way you express yourself is that you are aware of all the laws, eternal laws of the universe, and also of the love of God, and you have found a way to mix all of that as one, one true truth. <laughs> put it that way <laughs> one real truth because it is not against one another it is a global understanding of the point of attraction who comes to us our relationship with God that heals and change how we attract our experiences it's an entire it's a whole as you said before we are made whole Yes, exactly. So the thing is, if you have a fragmented soul, which a fragmented soul, I explained to you a little bit about that. What that is, is every time there's been a traumatic experience in a person's life, their soul become gets a fragment. And so the more that you've experienced in your life of traumas may say from the womb on, uh, your soul becomes, I like to think of it like this, Gemma, it's kind of becomes like a mosaic, like a mosaic uh, piece of art, you know, with all the frag different fragmentations um, as a result of all the abuse and sexual traumas and, you know, um, it, it could be anything that somebody goes through. It could be divorce. It could be 
childhood abuse, physical abuse. It could be abuse from the womb. You know, uh, what we go through in the womb is very important. And, and I teach, I actually teach a lot on that. I do a lot of womb healing uh, because a lot of our emotions and feelings and such get stuck and trapped inside of that little child that was in the womb, that little baby that was in the womb. So when we come out, you have fear, you have rejection, you have abandonment. And so we have to work our way through life with all these different fragmentations. And then it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to say something funny. It's kind of like Humpty Dumpty that sat on the wall and he had a fall and he broke into pieces and they had to put them back together again. That's kind of like us, how our soul is. If you want to think about it, it just came to me. I was like, you know, that's kind of like how it is. You know, it has to be put together into something beautiful. One of the biggest healing. I, I, I gave myself was to remember the time I was in the womb before being able to put words. Yeah. And I wanted to actually tell the baby version of myself, you are safe. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the only way to say that was to actually feel safe, to transfer that feeling over to this embryo growing, growing and growing. And feeling was the answer of how to, to transfer that, to convey that idea of safety. That's beautiful. That's very, very beautiful. You know, the biggest thing with um, abuse survivors, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's sexual abuse, spiritual abuse, the biggest thing that I have found over the years is they never had a voice. They never had a voice. And this is why it's so wonderful that you were actually giving women who've been, who were victims and living now victorious, you're giving them an opportunity to share their story because that's ripping the gag off of their mouth and saying, listen, my voice matters. What I say matters, how I feel matters, my emotions matter, and my voice is important and needs to be heard. Yes. Finding your voice, daring to speak up. Yes. Knowing that you will be heard by the right people, sometimes not by your abusers. Mm -hmm. And not by those who are so well-meaning but who totally do not believe in you. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, and that happens more often than we want to acknowledge. Yes. But knowing that once you start to say out loud what you have been going through for so long, that is, you cannot bear it alone anymore. It's too heavy. Mm -hmm. You say it. Suddenly, it's going to be less heavy and less heavy. And now you start to actually be several people knowing it and carrying it together and it becomes lighter and now you realize that by opening up to god to your spirituality it becomes completely light and just a story just a memory and no more this super heavy burden that you cannot continue to carry
That's right. That's my experience. You're so right. And we're, because we're not made to carry burdens. No. We're, we think we are, but we're not. We're actually supposed to give our burdens and our cares and our worries over, you know, and not carry them ourselves. But, you know, we're supposed to help each other carry one another's burdens. You know, uh, I am to help you. You are to help me. And, and uh, you know, so on and so forth. That's the way that's the way advancing the kingdom goes is that we are we are to help one another and build up one another in your gifts, in your talents, in your skills. And I was just sitting here thinking when you were talking, you know, some of my clients, I'm just reflecting back on some of my wonderful clients, you know, and I have clients in my business. I have clients that I take on from young ages in their teens, clear up until, um, you know, I, I have a client right now, she's 72 years old, and she literally just got her voice. At the age of 72, she is finally walking out her life purpose with passion, the things that make her so passionate. Because she didn't realize why she had all these blocks in her soul, in her life. Every which way she turned, there were roadblocks. Every which way she turned, it was cycles of abuse and destruction. And she didn't know how to break these destructive cycles. And she found me. And when, when we started working, you know, now she is, she's on fire. And let me tell you something. She's actually getting ready to, to take an adventure, uh, to go to a foreign country. Uh, she's a writer. She's going to start writing. She's actually starting um, podcasts to be to speak. Yes, it's so amazing because she lost her voice for 72 years. She felt she never fit in. 72 years. And now... Yeah, that's amazing. Stuff is happening for her. It's beautiful. <laughs> Invite her on the show. She has a place on Real Talk, Real Woman, because we are breaking the silence around what? Abuse. Yes. Keeping silent for 72 years. I cannot imagine the kind of abuse she has overcome. Yes, her story is very unique. Um, it's, it's, it's very much a one of a kind. You know, each and every person has a one of a kind story. There's not one that's more important than another. And I just want to say this, every single victim, your voice matters. You're not just a number. You are, your voice matters. Your story is important and you're not a victim. You're victorious. If you've made it through and you're going on the other side, even if you're having struggles, you're still victorious. You're still a one-of-a-kind, victorious woman of destiny. I 100% stand by your words, and I say exactly the same thing. By recognizing and putting words on any abuse we are going through, we are actually disempowering the abuse and we are empowering ourselves 
yes. to actually recognize what is going on and start to be able to do something about it. You know, I am victorious over 15 years of domestic violence. That's incredible. And as it was two times, two different stories. Mm -hmm. The first time I was able to finish that story recognizing it is domestic violence now it is no more and leave that relationship but unbeknownst to me i was not hip so i was starting the same kind of story even though it was less harsh mm -hmm. but it ended up in absolute complete domestic violence in all the level of life so at the second time i had to actually one day after eight years of that relationship, start to recognize and to say, okay, I think the biggest thing I don't want to see is that it's again domestic violence. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. What am I going to do now? And it took me two more years to actually break free and leave again. Yeah. It takes years sometimes. You know, it took me 30 years to break my cycle, over 30 years to break my cycle. And it wasn't like, you know, it doesn't just like, like come on all of a sudden, they just start beating you and no, 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 subtle, These are subtle. narcissistic abusers, narcissistic abusers, you know, they swoop in there like the knight in shining armor, you know, and you know, you're the, you're the queen in their palace. But then when things don't go their way, it starts to go downhill. And then what they do is eventually your self-esteem goes, everything just starts to go, your self-worth goes, you know, you start to feel that rejection, they're rejecting you, they're watching pornography, you know, they're talking to other women or other men or whatever, because it's not just a one-sided thing, just against, just for women, you know, this is actually uh, domestic violence doesn't have a name, doesn't have a face, doesn't have a color, doesn't have a creed, doesn't doesn't have a language. The only thing it has is hate and insecurity. It's a very it, it, it it's it's something that somebody who's very insecure about something in their life, and that's what causes them to be that way just like we may have gone through things in our childhood you know if from the womb or gen it can be generational too you know yeah. uh you can have cycles and destruction patterns of you know grandma was abused or grandma was sexually abused mom sexually abused and and a, a victim of domestic violence then you become the next one you see what the patterns and cycles and so what I personally like to do is I like to go in there. I like to say like this, I like to get dirty and get in there and help you find out where the problem is. What is causing you to, to repeat the destructive cycles and patterns in your life and how we can break it, discover your worth, your value, teach you how to discover your worth and your value. And then we work on a plan of how we can get you to overcome the cycles, how to set goals, how to reach goals, and how to live victorious. That's 
the passion and the purpose of my heart uh, in my business, uh, Miraculous Breakthrough Academy. That is why I created that in the first place is so that I can make a lasting impact to help as many uh, women as well as men, because I get a lot of men clients also who are uh, survivors of domestic violence, who have been abused as a child, who've been sexually abused, very common. They've had the gag over their mouth and been sworn to secrecy all these years. You know, um, I had a client, he's uh, 59 years old now, um, but he had this secret since the age of three. Three. Like all his life. And it was like three marriages, you know, it was like, it was three bad marriages in a row. The, the last one was on the verge of divorce, you know, I mean, just the whole kit and caboodle. And the thing was, is I just went in there and I don't go in and bash them like that. I literally go in with love and teach them about forgiveness how to forgive those who've hurt them, those who've wronged them. Also ask, you might not be able to ask that person in, in the flesh, but you can speak out into the atmosphere, the forgiveness, and then forgive yourself. One of the biggest things that I've found is we tend to hold unforgiveness and bitterness and rejection towards ourselves. And towards God. It's awful, but it's true. It's true. And it happens way too many times, way too often. Yes. Wow. So if we learn to walk that out, we can free ourselves from our self-made prisons. Yes. So what you love to do is to find the root cause of the trauma that keeps on repeating by the sheer law of attraction that keeps you attracting whatever you have not dealt with, actually. That's whatever cool. you think you are. And if you think you are broken, you keep on attracting broken. If you think you are worthy, you start to attract worthy. Oh, how amazing. Yes. And I do a lot of like homework and exercises, um, identity exercises. Um, with my clients, um, I walk them through what's called deliverance, and then I start uh, helping them walking through the healing process, and then identity. We go walk through identity and purpose and passion, and and I do like little fun exercises with them. It's I give them home. I call it homework, but it's really not homework, but it is. It's self work. You know. Teaching you how to discover who you are. Who is Gemma? Exactly. What was Gemma put here on the earth to do? And, and how is she going to take these gifts and talents and skills that have been buried, and I call it the treasure chest, that have been buried deep down inside our treasure chest, and we open the treasure chest up and we find all the jewels, we find all the treasures, and we clean them up and we let them shine for all the world to see. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful metaphor to explain that inner work. I realized one thing, the, the body heals itself. Mm -hmm. 
naturally. You don't have to do much for that. It does. It does naturally. Same with plants. But our emotional body does not heal until you actually look at it That's and all. you do the work. This is the only place, our emotional being, this is the only place that does not heal with time and does not heal naturally without doing anything. Well, it takes work, you know, the, you know, um, we are composed of the spirit, the soul, the soul is actually combined of the mind, the will, the emotions, and we're going to take it a little deeper. We go the subconscious, the unconscious, the conscious mind, as well as the processes in the brain and the brain stuff. So what, what I do is I go deep in the soul, the parts of the mind, the mind, and deal with the, the processes in your brain, the different things in your brain, your frontal lobe, your parietal lobe, your occipital lobe, your temporal lobe, because what happens is fear gets trapped, trauma gets trapped, um, your hypothalamus, your hippocampus, their amygdala, these are all places where trauma and fear and rejection get trapped. And so we have to go in there and do some digging out, some digging out. Sometimes it takes deep digging because we tend to block out, especially if you've been through a lot of abuse. Uh, what happens is your brain shuts off uh, any type of trauma. It will literally just shut it off and you black out. So you won't even remember, you, you know how you meet somebody and they'll be like, I don't remember my childhood at all. Yeah, some people do that. Completely forgot. It's Objectively and, and they do not remember. There's yeah. trauma. There's trauma that's trapped inside of them. And I bet you any money, there are certain things that'll trigger them. You know, it'll trigger left and right, it'll trigger them but they have to go in and deal with it a lot of times you just block it out you black it because the fact that you don't want to deal with the pain you don't want to face the person in the mirror the man in the mirror the woman in the mirror and deal with the shame the hurt the pain the guilt and the self-condemnation but this if we get in we go in and we do open soul surgery then this begins to change too. Everything in the inside emanates what's on the outside. Mm -hmm. I remember it was about three or four days after I left entirely my story of domestic violence. And I have met my third last and dream husband, Sasha, who is still married with me today, 10 years later, and he's still an angel in flesh. But at the very beginning, he was just a mentor, a helper, a good man there to help me process whatever was going on with domestic violence and with the trauma. He was, a, he was an angel already at that time. And one of the things he asked me to do was to actually put myself in front of the mirror and tell him what I see. Yep. And what I started to say after absolute silence for a long time was absolutely awful. It was condemnation on the spot. 
it was criticism, it was unworthiness, and all kind of awful things. <clears throat> Physically and emotionally, I was not able to see anything else than what I thought myself to be. Yeah. And I was very surprised when he chimed back in, looking at the reflection in the mirror of me with his eyes and his ability to see through. And he told me, well, I see a gorgeous young woman. Oh, and I was so there, what? <laughs> no, how can you see that? I mean, it's just awful. Yeah, that's one of the things I actually do. One of the exercises I do with my clients is I do, we do mirror exercises. Yes. It's, 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 and it, it, it is amazing what we see in the mirror from what others see. Oh, it's amazing. There is even a, um, I think it was a TV show about that where the, the goal was really body image. All the women were, um, wore, uh, swimsuits. To make sure to to really see what is the body image globally okay and they had to choose themselves where they are at in terms of size so that everybody from the largest to the thinnest would be sorted out but they had to choose where they think they fit i can guarantee you the truth was not what they thought it would be wow it was really staggering and really speaking out truth between how we see ourselves and how we actually are, factually are. Yeah. Interesting. That difference is staggering. And becoming aware of that difference allows us to start the work and start to ask someone like you, Michelle, or like me, to help them see themselves. Yep. Because that is what we can do to help. We can give another sounding board. We can give another mirror feedback. We can give another, we, we can see from a place of healed and transformed. Mm -hmm. Someone who is not healed and transformed yet and bring to pass healing and transformation. You know, I'll, I'll tell you another testimony. I have, I had a, a client and um, she didn't, I always do an exercise, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And I'll ask them like in the beginning, like how do you see yourself? And then in the end of the 12 weeks or 18 weeks or 36 weeks, whatever they want, I, I'll ask them again, like. Okay, now how do you see yourself? Where's the progression? Each week we want to go through the progression. So when I met this, I, I call her a young lady. Um, she, she's a little older and um, she's, she, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And she was, she's married. Uh, her and her husband, uh, their marriage was not good at all. Um, they had a lot of issues in their marriage as well as individually. And I work with her and we did the mirror exercise. And then I came back and I spoke into her life. I always say, may I speak into your life? And then I speak the truth of what I see of what God's eyes, because when we look in the mirror, I always say this: it's 
we're not looking at ourselves. It's Christ that's looking back at us. It's not us looking back at ourselves. Who are you? Who are you emanating? You know, is it Christ or is it the enemy? You know, if it's if it's a negative talk, it's negative chatter. It's the enemy. But if it's positive, if it if it's uplifting, if it's edifying, exhorting, it, it's of God. Okay. And so I did this exercise, and I so I started telling her what I was seeing, and I said, you know, what are your what as a little girl, what were your dreams? And she said, well, I've always wanted to be an artist. And I said, okay, this is your homework for tonight. I want you to go to the store and I want you to get art supplies. And I want you to just go out in your backyard and I want you to just put yourself out there with an easel and I want you to just turn the music on and I want you to free flow paint. Whatever, whatever's on your heart, I want you to paint. So she did. Do you know out of that exercise, she said the first time it was hard for her, she cried and she weeped because there was just so many emotions. And I, she's like 50, 57, 58, something like that, maybe older. And, um, and so we did this exercise and she now, she paints. One of the things she does for a living now, she paints. I also saw her in real estate. And uh, I said to her, well, if you were to do anything, well, she said, I've always wanted to be in real estate. I said, let's do it. If that's what you want what's stopping you? Well, I'm afraid I might not pass and blah, blah, blah. I said, no, we're going to get past these limiting beliefs that you have put on yourself, this negative self-talk and self-chatter. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to go for it. And guess what? That's what she does now. But all it took was a cheerleader to come alongside her, another woman to come alongside her and give and show her a different outlook on life and a different uh, perception and view of herself, of her, that she could start to recognize herself. How amazing. And then I did this thing. I said, okay, I'm going to give you some money and I want you to go and we're going to do a transformation. I want you to go get your hair done. I want you to go get, get yourself a new outfit. Something that is going to make you feel good. Not the old you, but the new you. And she did. And oh my gosh, she came back and she's like, I can't believe this. This was so fun. I love <laughs> myself. And I'm like, this is what you need to do. You need to love you. <laughs> That's the most beautiful thing. That is absolutely amazing. Michelle, I just found out your website and it's so easy. VictoriousMichelle.com. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. VictoriousMichelle.com. Like, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you my, see that's my tagline because I am victorious. So that's, that's what I was given. 
That's beautiful. And when you see the logo on top left, Michelle Paget MP, you're on the right website. Oh, that's beautiful. Michelle, it's such an honor, a pleasure to have you. Thank you for speaking life into our audience, speaking forgiveness, speaking love, speaking possibility. That is priceless, timeless, and always true. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You're so welcome. It's an honor and a pleasure. And I, I, I enjoyed this, actually, being able to get my voice out there so that others can be able to use their voice. And I just want to speak to every person, every woman that's out there right now. And I want to say you're not too old. You're not too young. You're not too big, too little. You have a voice and your voice matters. And you know what? It's never too late to speak up. It's never too late to pull the gag off of your mouth and say, you know what? I have a voice and I'm going to speak my truth. And I'm going to speak exactly, you know, uh, show people who I am so that I can make a difference in society so that I can help others. So I just want to just bless each and every one with that right now, that you will find your voice, that you will find your truth, that you will find oneness and wholeness and peace inside yourself, the shalom of God, which means nothing broken, nothing lost, nothing out of place, everything in perfect order. And I just speak that over each and every one right now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.